This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us. I am glad that you have once again joined us for these valuable discussions into the uh, life of justice and into uh, people that model for us those lives of justice. Uh, again, you will find out the end of the episode, but you can email me at sjcommonsense at gmail.com. I love hearing from listeners to get feedback and uh, to have questions, and I don't even mind being challenged as well. I'm excited. We're doing a three-part series now. Uh, no guests today uh, in this series, just me. But uh, I'm uh, looking at probably the most important model of justice that we could study, and that is the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, our blessed mother. Mary is truly a model of justice and as we look at her life, we really actually see very practical steps we can take in our own lives to see justice happen around us. Uh, our Blessed Mother lived during a time uh, of uh, a lot of great injustices in the world, uh, living in the Roman Empire of the first century, and uh, obviously seeing the injustice done to her son, uh, seeing injustices being done to women, especially in children, and people being made slaves, and, and so on. Many injustices that our Blessed Mother saw uh, happening around her, and yet she did not sit by silently. Uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of images in, in, uh, either in our heads or maybe an artwork of Mary as this simple, um, sort of weak, uh, quiet, uh, sort of limperist, so to speak, person. But when we look in the Gospels, we see uh, quite a different picture of Mary. Mary is actually quite uh, bold, very outspoken, actually. The things she said in the Gospels are actually very radical and very loud, in the way she she presented them, and Mary was was definitely not a pushover. Uh, Mary was a tough woman, actually. When you see her in the gospel, she was actually quite tough, and uh, uh, no one to be messed with. Uh, and we'll see that in today's episode. We're going to take three episodes and look at Mary as a model of justice. Today, we're going to look at the the episode where we see her at a wedding with Jesus and the disciples, and then we're going to look at Mary uh, when Jesus was crucified, take a look at some actions she took at the crucifixion, and then we'll also take a look at the Magnificat, or Mary's uh, prayer of praise to God, for giving her the blessing of being the mother of our Lord. 
But uh, today we're going to talk about the wedding feast, and I'll read scripture passages in these episodes so you can be clued in what's going on. But uh, in today's story, we've we see Mary and Jesus and the disciples at a wedding feast uh, in an area known as Cana, and uh, it says here in John two, John chapter two, verses one through twelve is where we'll be reading from. But it says. Uh, In John 2, on the third day, there was a marriage in Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the marriage with his disciples. When the wine filled, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, O woman, what have you to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now six stone jars were standing there for the Jews, uh, Jewish rite of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the uh, steward of the feast. So they took it. And when the steward of the feast tasted the water, now come wine, and did not know where it had come from, uh, Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when men have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first sign of, first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and there they stayed for a few days. So this is the first miracle that Jesus performs. It says the first of his signs. And um, uh, it's quite an interesting story we're given here uh, from John's gospel. But the main thing I want to point out here uh, is that we notice that Mary was there and that really she was the main character in the story, not Jesus so much. And I'll show that in a moment. But we've got Jesus turning water into wine uh, and creating uh, quite an, an interesting scenario in that usually in those days, well, maybe even now, you serve the best wine first at the wedding. As people start to get a little tipsy from the wine, then you serve the cheap wine afterwards because nobody cares after that. But Jesus actually creates wine that is the best they had ever tasted, and the steward of the wedding is confounded why the best wine would be saved for last. But uh, obviously Jesus is... is uh, does things a little bit differently and we we see uh um this coming about in this but the main thing is i want to focus on mary and show how that she is a model of justice in this and make several observations that may help us in our own pursuits of creating a just society now the first observation about mary that i find interesting is that mary was present Mary was present. And I don't mean just that she was there at the wedding. That's kind of an obvious thing. But the fact is, Mary was mentally, physically, and spiritually, and socially present at the wedding. She wasn't aloof. Uh, she didn't have her mind on a thousand things. She, she did, well, very simply, did not even reject the invitation to be at the wedding. But she was present. Now, I thought it was interesting as I looked at this passage that Mary is the first one mentioned 
And Jesus is actually an afterthought. Now, don't be offended at that statement, but the fact is Jesus is sort of an afterthought in the story because it says here in the passage that uh, there's this wedding feast in Cana and the mother of Jesus, of course, Mary, was there. Jesus was also invited to the marriage with his disciples. So the word also, I think, is very interesting in this passage. So Mary is there. Mary was invited. She's the first one mentioned in the story. And then Jesus, oh, and he's, John's sort of put it this way, Mary was there, and Jesus was also there too, and so the were disciples. In other words, they're sort of secondary in the story. But Mary was there. She was not aloof. She was not too busy. She was not too distracted. I think oftentimes that we fail to uh, um, to see injustices in our world or fail to understand what to do about them just because our minds are too busy and too distracted and we don't see what actually should happen. But she was there. Uh, and this, by the way, this passage is not just, a lot of people refer this as to the initial or first revealing of who Jesus is because of this miracle he did. But the fact is, this passage is also a revealing of who Mary is and Mary coming into her own as well. But the fact is, Mary was acting not just as a person of justice, but she was acting as a mother because Mary is a mother and mothers seek justice for their children. I mean, mothers will run to the aid of their children seeking injustice before they run to anyone else's aid. So Mary in the situation was acting not just as a sort of a, a justice advocate. She was acting as a mother in this situation because she, the fact is Mary is not just Jesus' mother. She's all of our mothers. So she was acting as a mother towards children. Uh, I was thinking of a... An organization has been around for a while now, but the organization is called MAD, MAD, M-A-D-D, and that stands for Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And it's an organization that seeks to, to, to uh, create better laws and to create education and awareness around drunk driving to get people to stop driving drunk because these are mothers who have had their own children killed in accidents by drunk drivers or car wrecks by drunk drivers. And so it's called Mad Mothers. I thought that was, it really popped into my mind first thing as I was preparing for this episode. I was like, oh yeah, there's this whole organization that's run by mothers. And Mary, as a, is, as a mother, was acting exactly like a mother should act, seeking justice in a situation that wasn't an, an injustice in the sense of, of yeah, the the wine running out wasn't an injustice as far as what we think of where there's oppression, but there was a definite problem that was going to create chaos in a situation, an event where there should have been peace and joy. So when Mary saw that that peace and joy was going to be disrupted through chaos because of the, the wine running out, she acted in justice. So Think of that as a different twist on injustice. <clears throat> injustice doesn't always have to be uh, where there's oppression, where there's an oppressor and an oppressed. 
present in the situation, but it could just mean a disruption in society, uh, a disruption of peace and joy in society. And uh, this definitely was that situation. Now, one more thing on this point of Mary being present and our first observation of how Mary brought about justice and that she was present is that she was at a wedding. I thought that was interesting. She was not at a protest. She was not at a march, a riot, or she wasn't at a town hall meeting speaking out on injustices in the school or whatever. She was at a wedding. In other words, she was there to celebrate, to laugh, to have fun. You know, in our iconography, we always see Mary as sorrowful. We see Mary as serious. We see we always see Jesus as sorrowful and serious too, but we, we really need, I think in our iconography, we need uh, a bit more balance because Jesus had joy, moments of great joy. I'm sure there were many moments with the disciples where Jesus laughed uh, and rejoiced. And I know Mary and Jesus and the disciples were at this event not to be sorrowful and serious. They were there to party. In fact, that was one of the accusations of the religious leaders about Jesus is that he tended to show up at parties. And he does do that. And he was there to party. He was there to enjoy food and wine uh, Mary was there to enjoy food and wine. She was there to celebrate. She was there to dance. I'm sure that Jesus, Mary and disciples, uh, uh, performed some of the Jewish dances that happen, uh, at wedding, uh, celebrations. Uh, she was having fun and yet bringing about justice at the same time. What a beautiful balance that was. What a beautiful balance. Fun celebration justice now sometimes we get out of balance especially i know that when you see so many injustices then people like myself who are advocates of some sort or another we tend to get out of balance and we just get too serious about ourselves we just get so serious and we're always thinking about injustices but the fact is you know don't forget to have fun too now, uh, those of you who listen to these podcasts, you may think that this is all I think and talk about, but it's not. Um, it is on my mind a lot. I mean, it drives me. It certainly is a major emphasis in my life is the creation of justice in a society and serving the homeless especially. But the fact is, I, my life is a series of many different faces, not just speaking about and pushing for justice. I mean, I have family, so I have times where I laugh and enjoy the children. Uh, and uh, soon, actually, I will be married uh, again. And uh, there'll be, you know, with my fiance, we have many moments of laughing, watching a movie together or out for walks or going to the coast or something. Uh, I have many moments uh, with friends of laughing, watching baseball, sports, talking about sports. Uh, at my job, I work during the day. I, you know, tell a lot of jokes to customers to get people to help people to laugh. You know, and the fact is, my life is a series of many things, just as yours is. And so was Mary's. And so I think one of the things that we need to 
to truly create just society, we don't need to just be pushing and talking about justice all the time and seeking it, but just living it. You know, Mary, by celebrating, by dancing, the Jewish dances at the wedding, by drinking wine and eating food and laughing with people, she was living justice in that moment because everybody was on equal plane in that moment. And then once something was about to happen that was going to disrupt that, she acted in justice to correct that. But she did it simply by being present. Another observation I, I gather from our Blessed Mother at this wedding feast is when the problem arose, she immediately sprang into action and she knew what to do. So when the problem arose, she immediately sprang into action and she knew what to do. She didn't have to think. She didn't have to guess or wonder what to do. She knew exactly what to do because her mind was already set on solutions. Uh, She did not hesitate. She didn't make excuses. She didn't procrastinate or wait for someone else to do something. She took responsibility and she acted because her life was already in that mode. Uh, The fact is we must... We must always be in the habit of building our lives, not just when a bad situation happens or suffering comes our way, but always be in the mode of building our lives. You know, I think of of uh, when I was a pastor, I used to be a Protestant pastor. When I was a pastor, I didn't study for specific sermons. You know, as a Protestant pastor, I had to speak minimum of three times a week. And I didn't prepare and study just for those specific speaking engagements, be a ser- at a sermon or a meeting or whatever. The fact is, I was always studying, always, you know, picking up a, a book, the Bible, a newspaper, spiritual reading, something. It was just always gathering information. And then when it came time to speak, then all the right information came to my mind and I was able to present an organized way. And a lot of times I didn't even use notes. I just, uh, I just acted, uh, according to what I felt where the, the listeners were who were in the audience. And it's kind of the way I do for these podcasts too. I do prepare for the podcast and put down notes so that I'm speaking in an organized fashion. But the fact is I'm always in this mode or in this mode a lot, I should say. And because of that, then when it comes time to speak or do a podcast or present at a, because I've got speaking engagements coming up to speak to uh, communities who are wanting to bring about uh, uh, a just society in their particular neighborhood. And as I go to speak to those places, see, I'm already prepared for it. It's just a matter of showing up and knowing how to organize my thoughts in a certain way. That's the way our blessed mother was. She just kind of, she was always in the mode of being right. So that then when this situation arose, she just knew what to do. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Just be in that mode of thinking and then you won't be taken by surprise. Uh, A third observation. So Mary wasn't just present and she didn't just spring into immediate action. But a third observation from this passage is that when Jesus tried to deflect, Mary took charge. So Jesus submitted. Jesus actually tried to deflect. Uh, 
and to not perform this miracle. But what happened when Jesus tried to deflect? It, it says that uh, Mary took charge. It, you know, it says, uh, when the wine failed, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. In other words, she was saying, hint, hint, it's your time to do something, Jesus. And Jesus said to her, O woman, what have you to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Jesus was trying to deflect and not do this. And he was trying to tell her my hour to be revealed has not yet come. But Mary knew better. And his mother and Mary noticed she didn't argue with Jesus. She just took charge. His mother, this is her response. Her response was not, oh, well, yeah, your hour has come. Or you really need to think through this and all this. No, he said, my hour hasn't come. So his mother said, do whatever he tells you. And then Jesus went into action. You see, in order to be a person who creates a just society, you have to take charge. You have to lead. And as you lead, others will follow. You'll have those around you whom you want to be on your team, and they may hesitate, just like Jesus hesitated. But you must take charge because the need calls for it. She was not taking no for an answer. Because her heart burned with passion to resolve the situation. And so she just took charge. She she didn't call a conference. She didn't say, hey, let's have a brainstorming session. No, she just said, here's the need. Here's what needs to happen. Now do it. And Jesus did it. Uh, But it's interesting as we go into the fourth step, because the fourth point is she took charge, but then she stepped back and let Jesus shine. She stepped back. She disappeared from the story and allowed others to fulfill their roles. You know, I know in my own life, I used to work on the street level a lot. I, I was in the camp, homeless camps in Portland every day, eight hours, 10 hours a day, helping people uh, get their lives together, get off the streets. But I don't do that anymore. It's been a long time, actually, now since I've actually been in a homeless camp. Because now what I do is I teach, I equip others and allow others to enjoy the fruit. Uh, This last week I was in a meeting with a group, uh, a neighborhood group, and there was this nonprofit that was presenting at this group. And the nonprofit, uh, it was so interesting. Before I tell you what the nonprofit presented, let me give you some background. So many years ago, I thought, you know, the, uh, a good solution to homelessness, especially with so many homeless living on the streets, people living on the streets, is that if we could create small villages, and in those villages you have people working with them, with the homeless to, to get them connected to the resources they need to connect to and help them journey their way out of the streets and into a thriving life. Well, that... Didn't go over so well many years ago, but I kept pushing it, kept beating the drum, kept talking about it over and over again. And at one point, I even just started a village and the city shut us down. The neighbors came against us because people couldn't quite get the vision yet. But I just kept beating at it, just kept just nailing the point home and just bringing it across to people. 
fast forward a few years and then this last week this nonprofit this new nonprofit these these two women presented an idea where they're going to be building a village a series of villages with workers to help the uh homeless journey off the streets and i was just elated i told these women in the meeting, I said, uh, told them about my past of just hitting this point home over and over and finally seeing it come about. But it was interesting to me that it didn't come about through me. It was coming about through other people. And that's the way it was with our Blessed Mother. She took charge, got things moving, and then she stepped aside and allowed others to fulfill their role. And and so... Uh, in our lives, we push for justice, but we don't have to be the, the one doing it all. We can just push and speak and, and get the word out and then allow others to fulfill their roles because here's a fact. You and I are not skilled at everything. And so what we have to do is do what we can do and then bring others on to do what they can do. So our, our Blessed Mother, she had the ability to take charge and she had the ability to see the situation, take charge and get the right people in position. But it took Jesus to actually do the miracle. So then she stepped back and allowed him to do the miracle. So we, we have to, if we're going to follow our Mary's example, sometimes we have to step back and let others shine. And that's okay. Because we're not going to be here forever anyways. We're going to die someday and others are, will have to, will be forced at that moment to allow others uh, to take, uh, to shine. And then the fifth and final point I want to bring out about this passage in, in Mary's example of justice is in verse 13 and following that Jesus goes into the temple and brings justice. I want to read quickly. So we've got the story of the wedding feast, right? Mary takes charge, tells Jesus, work for justice. Do the right thing, Jesus, in this situation. Then notice in the following passage, it says in verse 13, the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and money changers and making a whip of cords. He drove them out. In other words, Jesus saw injustice happening in the temple, but he followed Mary's example. Now, don't uh, lose uh, the sight of what's going on here. You have the wedding feast. You have in the wedding feast uh, Mary being the example of justice and immediately after this you see and it's no accident you see jesus then going into the temple and seeing the injustices going on in the temple with the money changers he goes in and he drives them out and he performs a great act of justice in the temple why because he was following mary's example now, I know we like to say, okay, Jesus is God, Jesus is the, is the God-man, he's the Savior, and all of these, but let's not lose fact that Jesus was human, too. And you'll see throughout the Gospels many times where Jesus does and says things because he was following Joseph and Mary's example. Uh, you know how uh, sometimes you think, man, I am never going to be like my dad. 
And then as you get older, you're like, oh no, I'm being just like my father. (laughs) I've caught myself doing that. Well, Jesus caught himself being just like Mary sometimes. And it was in this moment in the temple, uh, driving out the money changers. What was he doing? He was being just like Mary uh, in that situation. So he learned from her example. So I encourage you, as you seek to create a just society, one way you could do that is simply by inspiring others to action. Work in such a way that others shine and you're no longer needed and uh, take on the supportive role at that point. And which is why I'm doing, by the way, at this new nonprofit, I'm allowing them to shine and they've asked me to take on a supportive role to help show them the way. And so that's how we live. We take, we see injustice, we take charge, we get people plugged in, and then we step back and support those. A good, and don't miss this, a good leader will end up becoming the supporter. Because in order to be a good leader, you, you, you lead people, you equip them, you put them into action, and then you step back, allow them to be the leaders, and you support them as leaders. Jesus did it. Jesus was the leader of the disciples. He spent three years equipping them showing them the way, and eventually he puts them in charge, goes to heaven, and now through the Holy Spirit, he's playing a supportive role of the leaders in the church, you see? And that's how it can be with uh, creating a just society as well. You move from leader role to support role. And so as we conclude today's podcast, and I, I want to thank you again for listening Uh I love speaking. I love sharing these things. I hope you enjoy listening to them, but more than that, I hope you're putting them into practice. Please email me. Please contact me. I'd love to hear from you. But what I encourage you as we close out today uh, is to just study this again. Go back over this episode again. Go back over the scripture passage. Study it again and begin to purposely, consciously put and to practice Mary's example of justice and action. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you have a blessed day as you seek to create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.